Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills Podcast. Dag Heward Mills Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. Through visions and dreams, a person can have a powerful and personal interaction with God. In this Tuesday's teaching, you will learn more about people whose visions led them to accomplish great things for God. From today's teaching, you will learn the importance of believing and having faith in the things that God reveals to you through dreams and visions, and you will be encouraged to not doubt what is shown to you. Enjoy today's teaching about visions and why they are a key manifestation of the Holy Spirit that you must desire to experience in your Christian walk. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Amen. Amen. Vision is a word. Can we all stand, please? We are reading the Bible. Everybody. All right. Vision is an um, important thing for our lives. Amen. So we are looking at visions. Amen. Now let's turn to Second Corinthians chapter 13. Today we're just having a short Bible lesson and then we go home. Verse 14. Hmm? Alright, the grace, let's read together, ready go. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you. Amen. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Book of Acts. Are you there? Okay, verse 17. We're all reading together. Ready, go. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I'll pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Holy Spirit, we thank you for visions And for opening our eyes like never before. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now I just want us to do a little uh, Bible study on visions. Alright. Now visions are things that come because the Holy Spirit is being given. Alright. And you notice here it says... It shall come to pass in the last days that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams and on my servants and my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. I have desperately tried to change this word prophesy into tongues. 
you know, so that the Bible says what I know. You get what I'm saying? What, what we practice. That I'll pour out my spirit and they will speak in tongues. Mercy. <laughs> but uh, that's not what the Bible is saying. It's saying that I'll pour out my spirit. Hmm? And your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. Amen. Amen. Is that not so? So, let us now begin to gravitate towards the things that are in the Bible. Even if it is different from our tradition. Because every movement and every denomination has things that it does traditionally. Sometimes the traditions came in a time of ignorance and in a time of learning and became established more than the word of God. So it's, it's so easy, you know, to have a tradition and never come back to the main road. And, and like I'm saying, we are charismatic Pentecostals and we believe in the Holy Spirit. And this is the principal introductory scripture to the Holy Spirit and his activities. And he said, I will pour my spirit. And they will prophesy. How many of us prophesy? <laughs> How many of us prophesy? And then he said, I will pour out my spirit and they will have visions. How many people are having visions? It's like if you have visions, it's like you have this type of strange person in the church and dreams dreams have been relegated to the emotional and the unstable am I right or wrong and not even one mention of tongues in the scripture but in our tradition if you receive the Holy Spirit you must speak in tongues so even if we speak in tongues let's have what's in the Bible you understand what I'm saying? And let's be ready to come as close to the Bible as possible. Amen. All the time. Amen. That's our greatest safety. And let us decide to do that. Because, you know, we are not the first movement to begin. Lighthouse has become and is becoming a worldwide movement of churches. And we are not the first there are many churches like that. The Church of Pentecost, Apostolic Church, Methodist Church. Many movements have begun. Some are still beginning. Some will, are yet to be born. But all these movements have been sidetracked by the same things. Just like the Pharisees and the other zealots of, of the day when Jesus came. You know, there was a time when Israelites played around with idols and they suffered dearly for it. They were captured, they were taken to Babylon, they were slaughtered, they were dispersed, and then they were brought back. And before Jesus, when in the era when Jesus came, they were back in Jerusalem, you know, and uh, they existed as a nation, 
And they were very much against things like idols. What they had really suffered for them. And so they were very strict on their rules. In fact, thank God for Pharisees because it was the Pharisees who wrote the scriptures. Without the Pharisees, we wouldn't have had accurate an accurate passing down of the scriptures. The Pharisees were the zealous people who the scribes, you know, you had the scribes and the Pharisees were writing the scriptures for us. And that's what we use today. You know, but one day Jesus said, you have rejected. He said, full well ye reject the commandment of God that you may keep your own traditions. It's easy to have a tradition, you know, which is not from the Lord. And so, at a point, Jesus said, yes, you are drawing nigh to God with your mouths. You are honoring God, but it's in vain. You are worshiping with your lips, but your heart is far. And you are teaching traditions as though they are the commandments of God. They are not the commandments of God. So this book is our anchor. It brings us to the mainstream. And I believe that visions are a cardinal sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And dreams. If you are filled with the Spirit, you must have dreams and visions. Say amen. Do you believe in such things? Do you want such things? May your eyes be open to have visions and dreams. Rarely was there anybody used by the Lord without a series of visions. So I want to start with you and let's look at the visions of Abraham. We have the visions of Abraham, the visions of Daniel, the visions of Jacob. All these people had a series of visions. And these, this series of visions guided them, influenced them, brought them to be who they were as we know them today. They all had a series of visions. And you will also have a series of visions in your life. Are you ready for a series of visions for your life? And the series of visions will guide you. Must guide you. Series of visions and series of dreams. And they, they, they guide you. They help you. They influence you. And if you don't have visions and dreams, you know, you must now desire it. You must pray for it. You must seek it. You understand? Now the scripture that we read, which is the grace. Can you put the grace up there, Yvonne? The grace of our Lord Jesus. The grace that we say every, uh, every, at every service. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the verse we read in 2 Corinthians 13. It says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the, fe- the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Now that word communion is what we have expanded into four. All right, go up, right? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and then the communion, right? That word communion is koinonia. And it means the communion, the fellowship, the contribution, and the participation. If you have a Dick's Bible, you can look by the side, you'll see these words there. And the participation of the Holy Ghost be with you now and forever. That's the grace. Of our Lord. All of you should try to get Dick's Bibles. Every Lighthouse member must make it your ambition to buy a Dick's Bible in your lifetime. That's the main good Bible that you must have. It's the, 
one of the best Bibles. It will really help you in your. As a person, as you are told, you have a, 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 a Dick's Bible. Now, the Holy Spirit wants to commune. Commune means to talk to you, communicate, communion. So the Holy Spirit wants to commune with you. And so Paul's last wish for the church was, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God, and then the communion, that the Holy Spirit will commune with you. It's my prayer for you. Amen. I said amen. The Holy Spirit, may he commune with you. You know, may he have kononia with you. Are you listening to me? And so may the grace May the love of God and then the communion that the Holy Spirit will commune with you. Number two, that He will fellowship with you. And number three, that He will contribute to your life. And then number four, He will participate in all your activities and your decisions and everything you are doing. May that thing be with you in the name of Jesus. A person without, and you see, Great people like Abraham. You'll be surprised that if the whole life was his, his the story of his life is littered with these visions. His life was guided by his visions. Jacob, the same. All of them had this interaction with God. Through visions and dreams, you will have an interaction with Almighty God. I don't care whether you're a businessman or a teacher or a carpenter or whatever you need visions you need dreams if you are going to accomplish what god will. Bible says without a vision my people pray that word perish means to be made naked without a vision you are naked in life you are undressed you are exposed preach it's not good to be without a vision and without a dream and when i say a vision and a dream you know, let me address one of the confi- I'm not preaching for long. You say, I will suddenly end my preaching. So just be alert because I'll suddenly end. One of the things that you want to learn about dreams, one of the confusing things, people who often come around and say, I had a dream that this, I had a dream that, I had a dream that. At a point, you wonder whether they just have a fast imagination. Is, is it not true? You know, it's every time you have a dream, every time you have a dream. Yeah. The reason why. Uh, such people give that impression is because they are not supposed to share those dreams with you. Look, somebody you are at home with uh, in the house is somebody, I mean, if you talk at home, some people don't talk at home, they talk outside, but if you talk at home, (laughs) mercy. Zizi Mazi. <laughs> if if you talk, you are communing with the person. You are having communion. Right? Yes. You are fellowshipping. Hey, suppose you sit with somebody for a long time, you fellowship with the person for an hour, two hours. And then you come out of the fellowship and then you start to say all the things that you were fellowshipping with the person about and all the things that were said. You will sound funny at a point. You will look odd. Because you are not supposed to say all the little, this person, this and that and that and that and so on. No, it doesn't, it doesn't come in. It 
doesn't come in. And so coming to say all your dreams is what makes you look, you actually lower the value of your dreams and your visions. And you don't understand why you are having the dreams and the visions. I am in my position, I would not like to have a blabber mouth near me. Do you know what a blabber mouth is? A blabber mouth is somebody who talks a lot. You know, anything you see or anything you hear, you, you start talking. Every, you are you, explaining something or you are saying, using uh, what you have heard and what you have seen as an illustration. I wouldn't like to have a blabber mouth near me. No king would like to have a blabber mouth near his throne. He would like to have somebody who is discreet, somebody who can keep secrets, somebody who can see things and not speak. And so, when the Holy Spirit and Almighty God want to commune with you, and it's like for you, everything you say. Anything I would dreams, you know, I had to say, Muliganos dreams. Are you listening to me? Yeah. When we start to look at the dreams of Abraham, you realize that many of the dreams, there's nothing you are supposed to do about a dream. It's just a, you are supposed to see it. For instance, I was at home with my wife, communing with her, fellowshipping with her. Do you understand? I fellowship with my wife, I commune with her. Now, of all the communion and the fellowship that I have had with her, there is, there is, of all the, there is nothing that she's supposed to, there's only one thing that I told her to do. I I told her to cook some particular food for me. (laughs) Now, if you have a wife who cannot cook a particular food for you, woe to you. Mercy. But apart from that, of all the things that I communed with her, there was nothing she was supposed to do about them. And of what she communed, there's nothing she's supposed to do. We are just talking. Whatever you, that's it. You've just seen something. You've just heard something. But there's nothing like go and do this. Many people think that every dream, God is saying, go here, move here. Okay, advance. Okay, leave here, move here. If you use that, the Holy Spirit cannot commune with you. Because when there is a lot of communion and fellowship, there is also a lot of just discussion, which has no instruction or commandment. You are just supposed to be. When you fellowship and you commune, you become closer. God wants you to be close to Him. Can't you see? Since man fell, eh, and we left the Garden of Eden, God has tried and is trying. To get man back to restore his communion and his fellowship. God, Bible says, and the Lord God came in the cool of the day to fellowship with Adam and Eve, just as he was used to doing all the time, the fellowship that he had. And so he came in the cool of the day and suddenly they had become very self-conscious and they were concerned about who they were and that they were now undressed and this and that, so many things. God has been trying. That is why you see the various attempts of God to build a home 
where he can again commune. That is where the tabernacle of Moses, the tabernacle of David, the tabernacle temple of Solomon, and until the body of Christ, all these are attempts to create once again that place where God can commune with you. And that's why Paul said in the fellowship, the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you. Anybody who is walking and the Holy Ghost is communing with him or her is a blessed person. Anybody who is moving and the grace of God is a may the grace of our Lord and the grace of God is with you. That person is a blessed person. Anybody who is moving and the love of God is with the person. The person is a blessed person. And anybody who is moving and the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, participates in his thinking, contributes to his decision, is involved and communes with the person and is talking to the person through his life. That person is a blessed person. May the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you. Are you listening to me? So God is going to come to us with many dreams and many visions. Some of the visions are just for you to think, not for you to go and say. When you say, you, you are spoiling it. They're supposed to commune with you, to become friends with you, to become close to you. Sometimes God is just telling, showing you things and nothing you are supposed to do. You are just supposed to watch it and to listen. Some of my best meetings, sometimes when I'm having meetings with the uh, 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 groups, by the time we finish the meeting, you know, there's nothing to do. The good meeting, there's nothing to do. You know, sometimes people say, no, at first when I was preaching, they could write notes. Now they, they, don't, they can't write notes. <laughs> Because you see, the emphasis has shifted on these are the seven things you must do. Do you understand? Or these are the 20 steps you must take. These are the three principles you must obey. These are the four rules you must, you must live by. We are trying to get closer to God, not just things to do. You tell us what to do. Sometimes there's nothing to do. There's just something to know. Something to receive. Receive the communion of the Holy Ghost. Housewife or wife. If the Holy Spirit could commune with you, perhaps your whole life and your whole marriage would be different. But what is communing with you? Demons. Demons are speaking to you. Oprah Winfrey is communing with you on a daily basis. Mami Dokunu is the one who is advising you in your house. All kinds of people. Your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, your friend, your sister. Unbelieving divorcees. These are the people you are communing with. No wonder your life is confused. Bad friends and all kinds of corrupted people, they are communing with you all the time. There's no communion with the Holy Spirit. No wonder your life is a confused ball. So the communion of the Holy Spirit, what does he have to say? You know, fasting is good. But sometimes, the fasting itself keeps us from the communion of the Holy Spirit. Because our focus is on how to finish this fast. Mercy! How many have seen that thing before? It's like, you can't even 
think about God, all you can say, Abaya, Abaya, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God. Finish preaching so we can go and eat. Oh yes. I don't want to discourage fasting because that would be another deception and a delusion. But I'll tell you that I grow closer to God when I'm not fasting. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Sometimes when you look at Christians, you don't know whether we are Buddhists. We say, let us pray. For 30 minutes and then we stop. We have become chanters with tongues. We are chanting. We chant for 30 minutes. We chant for 45 minutes. We chant for. We don't commune with anybody. You see, I'm coming against your tradition, so you know what I'm saying. I'm coming against your tradition. When I was at Legon, there were Buddhists in the hall with us. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about communing. You talk and he talks. You talk and he talks. But you see, we don't believe in God. So we don't believe he's there. You know what I'm on intro. So because you don't believe he's there, you don't talk to him. You just believe he's far away. So and we we believe that we believe in our own works. That when we do something, you know, that's why when you fast, you feel good. Because you feel you've done something. So we believe in ourselves. We believe we've done something. And so God has to move. How many times have we fasted and prayed and we felt we had done something and God didn't mind us? I'm talking about drawing closer, having interaction with God. I want to be close to God, I want to commune with Him. I want to walk with him. And I want him to speak to me. You know, I've become so interested in visions. I'm just sharing with you these visions. I mean, I don't know even if it's something that you are supposed to hear, but I just, it's interesting to me. I just, I just like spiritual things. I just want to go into heaven. If there's a place you can show me where heaven starts, I can go there. I want to see Jesus. I want to speak to human beings who are angels. And I would think they are human beings. So they're gone. I realized that these were angels. I once met a man somewhere. I was lost and I was hot. And the man said, I will help you. Follow me. And if I followed him and he took me to where I was going. And then he disappeared. I always remember that man. And I believe that that man was an angel. Baba says, don't, be, don't forget to entertain strangers. For many have entertained angels unawares. Mercy. Mercy. All right. 
Are you ready to receive an angel in your house? Okay, let's go to the visions of Abraham. Genesis 12 verse 7. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Amen. The Lord appeared to him. And the Lord said, hmm? Unto thy seed, not even you. Do you get it? I said, This vision doesn't have anything, he doesn't have anything to do after seeing this vision. They are telling him something about the future, and there's nothing he's supposed to do. I remember when I had a vision or a dream, and I saw that Saddam Hussein had been captured. Some weeks ago, before he was captured, and when I woke up, I said, ah, "Saddam Hussein, <laughs> Saddam Hussein and me. What has Saddam Hussein got to do with me?" You see, the, the, your reflex when you have a vision or a dream is, "What am I supposed to do?" Yeah. <laughs> this dream, what does it mean? Yeah. What must I say? Who is the who is Judas in my life? Who must I kill? What must I strike? What is the revelation that is God? What is God telling me I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't do that? And he's, he's communing with you. The Holy Spirit was just chatting with me and was just saying, Saddam Hussein. I have caught Saddam Hussein. <laughs> he just told me he was, he was he's my friend. And I'm not supposed to do anything about it. He said, unto thy seat. And so if thy seat, is, oh, what, what should I do? Thy seat. So what, what, should, what should you do? There's nothing you can do. May he speak to you in the night time. And you see, when he becomes your friend, he will be talking to you about general things. Unto thy seed, I will give this land. <laughs> and then, he built an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. What did he do when he saw the vision? He built a church. He became more involved. He became committed. Your visions must make you and your dreams, you know, must make you more closer to the God you serve. Worship him more. Serve him more. You don't understand everything, but you get closer to him. May you be closer. To Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, turn to Genesis chapter 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. I preached once about this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, 
Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Amen. Verse 7. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? Notice the conversation. This is not one-way tongues for two hours. This is communion. Communion with God. May you have communion with God. I said, may you have communion with God. Listen. Anytime you have repeated visions, know that God is giving you a difficult job. You see, the fact that he has to speak repeatedly about something usually signifies that it's going to take a long time or it's quite a difficult thing that he needs to stabilize you about. That's why those visions keep coming on the same thing. One time I had a vision, then I had another one, then I had another one, and the Lord said to me, in fact, actually the Lord didn't even say it, but when I had the same vision about the same thing, I became worried because I knew that principle that when you start to see a lot of promises along a certain line, it means that that thing is going to take some time and it's probably going to be difficult. Otherwise, the Lord wouldn't need to. Remember when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane praying and sweating blood and angels appeared? You know, and when Paul was in the, uh, in the ship, which had a shipwreck, Amen. you know, and he was like they were fasting and were dying and so on, yeah. and the Lord would appear yeah. to him or the angel would appear to yeah. him, stabilizing him. Amen. Look, you have to, when he was going on various, you know, appear, a man appeared in Macedonia, come, you know, and help us. Things that he needs to stabilize him because sometimes as you're going by faith, you know, it, if you don't take care, you don't have some kind of encouragement, you will change. You, you will stop following God. You know, sometimes I believe God so much to a point where, you know, I, sometimes I say, Lord, the faith is a lot. Oh. The faith is so much. We have reached a place where there should be some kind of sign. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? It's like you are believing, you are saying, Lord, would there not be some kind of sign or something that will lower the faith. The faith is too much believing without any showing that the Lord is maybe practically doing something. So it, it disturbed me and I wondered, Lord, what's going to happen? Because I keep seeing this same vision. Now, Abraham believed. You see, most people don't believe. When we have a vision and we have a dream, we don't usually believe it. Is it not true? But he believed. You have to have faith. Even when you see Jesus and he speaks to you. One day I had a vision. A living person appeared to me and spoke to me in my study. It was so real, I was stunned and shocked. But 
As the days and the months have gone by, it looks like a dream. But I, I wrote it down. I'm coming to that. That's why the Bible said, write down the vision. Now, we have a mind about God that God is a headmaster with a big cane. And he usually canes us. And usually the things he's going to do for us are opposite to what we are thinking. Now, if you don't have a child and you are believing God for a child, will not your dreams and visions be mostly about having a child? So now Abraham was now having dreams and visions about having a child. And when God said, I'll give you a child, the Bible said he believed. And he said, you are a righteous man. You believe. You believe it? You are righteous. It takes faith to believe in positive. For instance, you are believing God to be a millionaire. And God tells you that you are going to be a millionaire. Most people will not believe it. But if you believe it, God said, and he counted it in the Old Testament. He counted it to, this was written by Moses. He counted it to him as righteousness. So a righteous man to believe it. Many years ago, I saw a building like that. It was a tall building, like a, a block. And the Lord said, that's your headquarters of your ministry. This was, I was in um, either university or secondary school. And the Lord said, this is the headquarters of your ministry. I said, me? Ministry? Headquarters? But I believed it. So, you know, when we put up this building, one day I was looking at it and I saw that one. I said, hey. Is it not? What I saw, I've seen this one, I've seen it before. Yeah. He believed it. Don't doubt it. It takes faith. Uh, look, there is even healing. You need faith. Even if a person says, I was blind, I can see, you still need to believe that. He is not lying. You will never be aside from faith. It takes faith to see dreams, visions, and to believe. You see Rick Joyner, his book on the final quest. You wonder why it is not the most popular book in the whole world among Christians. If you like go to the website and you see insults and facings, how he has been they've taken him up criticized him so many things even one day I was sharing something from one of his books with some white man when I shared I was surprised at the man's response I said wow you see it takes faith to believe in a vision may you have faith to believe in a vision that God is giving you. I believe that God has called me and I believe in the vision. And I believe in the visions that he gives me. God is always speaking to me. Sometimes if I tell you some of the visions, you, you'll be surprised. But he speaks to me and it, sometimes it doesn't, I don't know what it's about, but he's just showing me. Before the last elections, I, I was woken up dead in the middle of the night. You know, some of these days when you wake up yeah, yeah. Hmm? in an unusual way, yeah. take note. And if you don't write it, I can assure you by the time you wake up in the morning, you would have forgotten. Yeah. 
How many have had a dream that you forgot? You are just like Nebuchadnezzar, and he was very worried. He knew that this dream, there was something about a dream, and yet you've forgotten it. Mercy. I don't want to give you the details of the dream, but from that dream, I, I looked at it, and I, I didn't understand it. But it was, I don't want to, to go into the details of it, but after the election, I understood it, at least the first one. And I knew that NDC will not come back to power. I mean, that time, I don't know if they will come this year. Mercy. But then I knew that they weren't coming. So I remember when we were going for the second round, I remember I was in France. And I was speaking to Reverend Saki. Reverend Saki was telling me, he was very worried. He said, the campaign, they are doing this, they are doing I said, they will never come back. I have seen it. They will never come. I was sure about it. I was very confident. But you see, in those days, it's not easy to be confident. But the Lord was just communing with me. He wasn't telling me to go and prophesy to anybody or to go and see anybody. The person that I saw in the day, I would not have access to him. So I knew that it was over. Which was a miracle. Amen. Can the Lord speak with you? The devil also gives speeches. So when you come and say one, or even sometimes your eye also sees one. So when you say one and it doesn't happen, then you become confused. <laughs> I mean, I've had a dream that didn't happen at all. Even the opposite happened. And you begin to wonder. Finally, turn with me to Habakkuk. Chapter 2. I will stand upon my watch in verse 1. And set me upon the tower. May you stand upon your watch. And may you stand upon your tower. And he says, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1. I will watch to see what he will say. As we pray, may we, may we watch to see what he will say to us. Eh? Pray for a vision. Pray for a dream. Expect it. When you are going to sleep, sometime when I'm going to sleep, I know I'm about to have a vision. May you come to the place where you, you sense that you are going to have a vision. You know, I was reading a, a book by Rejoiner called The Torch and the Sword, I believe. It was the introduction, but he was talking. He said, the Lord told him that he was coming, he was going to speak to him. So he said he knew that he just had to go to bed because the Lord was going to speak to him. So he went to bed and he said, in the middle of the night, the Lord came into his room. And when he saw the Lord, he covered himself with his bed sheet. He was so frightened. And the Lord came and laid his hands on him five times. He said when he, he laid his hands on him, it was like he was going to explode. Five times. And then he went out. And then he said, what is this? And then the Lord said, so the one pastor will explain to him this vision. It's real. Only that you are an unbeliever. That's why you don't have such things in your life. You don't believe in such things. And you don't believe in it for yourself. That's why you don't have them. May he appear to you in the name of Jesus. He said, I will stand upon my watch. 
and, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Sometimes the Lord rebukes you in a vision. And sometimes when the vision is coming, we use our mind to prevent that part of the dream. How many have noticed that the part you are going to die in the dream, you usually wake up before you die? How many have woken up before you die? Many times. <laughs> you are being chased suddenly you, you just wake up. Notice verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Write the vision. Every serious visionary, every serious person who is into visions and dreams must write visions. If you don't write them, they become... In fact, I remember this vision I had about Saddam Hussein. I completely forgot about it. But one day I was looking through my book and I saw this Saddam Hussein vision. And I was so surprised because he had just been caught. And it was so surprising to find that Saddam Hussein was caught. I think it was on a Sunday we heard it. We were in church and we heard that Saddam Hussein had been arrested in a hole. Mercy. I see the Lord blessing you with many great visions. God is real. Heaven is real. The things of God are real. Maybe it's not real to you because you are far from God. But draw nigh. And open your eyes to see. Let's get closer. Even the Pharisees were drawing nigh to God. Even though they were drawing nigh with their mouth, at least they were drawing nigh. May we draw nigh to the Father. And he says, write the vision. Make it plain upon the tables. That he may run that readeth it. Your visions will help you run. May you run like the prophet of the Lord. I said, may you run like the prophet of the Lord. May you begin to run like the prophet of the Lord. You see, when you see certain things, it makes you speed up. Many times I've seen snakes on the road. I remember one time I was coming from Lagon towards Kolebu in the middle of the night. And I saw a very, very long snake on the road. Uh, the, the snake was as, about the whole length of the road. It was crossing between Achimota, Kisema, and that road. It was crossing. And if you are unlearned, you will try to drive over a snake. Don't drive over snakes. Don't drive over it. When you see a snake, allow it to pass. See you later. <laughs> Because the snake can go, it will be picked by the tire and go into the car. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? No, maybe there's somebody here who is soon going to see a snake and you think you are killing a snake. Meanwhile, you'll be injuring a cobra. And an injured cobra is different from a cobra that is just eating mice in town. So when I was unlearned and I would see a snake and I will go fast. But then my, a friend of mine told me of a, of a person who saw a snake and drove over the snake and the snake came into the car and came into it and bit. It was not easy. So when I see them, I just cool down. So what you see will make you go faster. 
Maybe you are going to marry Sister Araba Lucy. Then when you see the vision, you are running. Then when you see the vision, you say, hey. <laughs> and you just, you just pull down. You go back. <laughs> or maybe you are going slowly. And when you see the vision, you say, ah, it's a good vision I'm seeing. That he that readeth it may run. When I saw the vision of that story building like these ones here, it spurred me on. When I saw this building, maybe that's all the vision, maybe there's still more to come. But it was a block, it was a block like that. I was in my room when I saw it, and I saw that vision. I've never forgotten it. And the Lord said, This is the headquarters of your ministry. It was a big block. It helps you, you know. It accelerates things. It pushes you, spares you on. Verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain. Verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak. How many know that most visions you understand them at the end? Yeah. I like that. I like that. We want visions that we'll understand before. Don't worry. Even if you understand it after it has happened, it helps you to know that the Lord is with you. Like this vision I'm telling you about the election that I saw, I didn't fully understand it before, but when it started happening, then I understood it. For example, the prophecies in the Bible, most of them are not understood till after they've happened. Most of the prophecies in the Bible, you don't not understand them till after they've happened. For instance, where the Antichrist was, people have made so many speculations. They said European Union and whatnot. Then European Union has expanded to 25 countries and more. So then you begin to wonder, is it that or is it that? But by the time it fully happens, you will now see, ah, this is it. 666, this is the 666, this is the that, this is the that. Most of the prophets, like Jesus, when he was coming, nobody understood, said, uh, by his stripes you, you are healed. Uh, he was bruised but, uh, for our iniquities. And we looked upon him, we did not see his beauty. He was crucified between two thieves. And so, what is that? Rich. The one I'm eating with has li- lifted up his healing. What are all these? But after they've happened, after, said, at the end, at the end it shall speak. At the end it shall speak. So when you have a vision, don't be confused. I want something that is, no, God is just, it's his conversation with you. So then when it happens, you see, I told you, I told you about it. That's what I was telling you last week. You didn't understand. At the end, it shall speak. We want to have, we want to be magicians. No, but God wants to be your friend. You want to be a magician, but God wants to be your friend. I want to be a magician, but God wants to be my friend. But, and God is not going to respond to what I want. He's going to do what he wants to do. He's making me his friend. He's making me trust him and know that he was with me. He's been, see, I told you about it. I said this one was going to happen. It's happening. And you see, although you didn't understand it, but now you understand it. The whole thing fits together. But notice. Voluntary, wait for it because it will surely come. Verse 4. Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. When your soul is lifted up, you cannot receive the visions, you cannot receive the dreams. But when you are humble, you receive the dreams. But when your soul is lifted up, people whose souls 
are lifted up. When we preach to them, they don't even listen. They don't even care. They don't even listen. But when they are humble, then they start to listen to you. It's the same thing. When your soul is lifted up in pride, you don't believe in dreams and visions. That's why that verse is where it is. Behold, his soul that is lifted up is not upright in him. But the just shall live by his faith. His faith. Abraham believed in the vision. Have faith in God. Have faith in the things that he has given to you. Because he's going to give you many visions. And you have to believe. And someone says, I want it clear. It's not clear. Bible says we see dimly through a glass. There's nothing clear. As long as we are here, it's not clear. Sometimes I can pray for the whole day. Trying to see God. Sometimes, you know, when I travel, I get more time to pray. Sometimes I'm in a hotel room from the morning to the evening, calling on God. The Lord, appear. Oh, Chele, I can pray from the morning to the evening for hours. I'll be in the room. Nothing will appear. Only a waiter will come to the door and appear. <laughs> God has not intended that it to be. It's because we can't see clearly that our rewards are going to be great. You know why people admire Stevie Wonder? Because he can't see, but he can play. You can't see clearly, but you are playing. I said you can't see, but you are playing. This young man who is playing, he can see. He can see the white keys and the black key. He can see where it's D, E, F, G, A, B, C sharp, B sharp, F sharp, C sharp, G sharp. So he's playing. But somebody who cannot see and he's still playing, play some nice music. Supposing he was blind. And he was playing. You look at marvels. A blind man is playing. Playing. That's how you are to the end. They say, you can't see, but you are running. You are running. You are playing. You are walking with God. You can't see. And even when it seems you are seeing, it's like you are seeing it in a haze. But you are running. That's why you are going to That's why you are going to church angels. That's why you are going to be seated on a throne one day. Because you can't see, but you are playing. You can't see, but you are playing. You can't see anybody, but you are playing. You can't see the angels clearly, but you are playing. Thank you. You know, one day, I believe it was the Lord who appeared to me. I was at Rick Church, in the old church, at the back, in the last corner on the right-hand side, that corner at the back there. And suddenly, a figure in white you know, the other day I was, the devil was telling me something and the Lord said to me, I appeared to you at Red Church that day. And right on my hand, right hand side, white, I can't describe, like white robes, like the kind of material that you can't get on earth. White, shiny aura, aura around that white. And immediately I felt like a dirty animal. That's how come I knew that the the presence of the Lord was there. But I never saw the Lord's face. But I just thought there was somebody all dressed in white. You see, sometimes God will bless you not to see clearly. But still, you still saw something. I still saw something. I said you still saw something. 
How many have seen a mouse in your house? You are not sober, but you saw something move, right? and it's still real. Does it mean that it's not real? The fact that you didn't see it clearly does not mean that it's not real. It's real. It's there. You saw something, it was real. Even though it wasn't clear, you saw it. It's still something that you saw. How many have seen a mouse running and you, you didn't see it clearly? How many, how many of the mice you see? Rats. Did you see the face smiling at you like that? You see that one in a film. Well, they are filming the mouse really. They have got the mouse. The mouse doesn't know it's being filmed. Then you see them. But in real life, oh yes, see something. I see some of you are seeing angels. Some of you are even seeing Jesus, but you don't even know what you are seeing. God is speaking to you day and night. Open your heart. When you go home tonight, pray. Say, Lord, speak to me. May God speak to you. May, may your series of visions begin for your life. Your life's visions. I have a series of visions that have guided my life up to this point. May God begin to give you a series of dreams and visions that will guide your life. Lift your hand, everybody. These hands that are lifted up are hands lifted up to heaven. Waiting. Outstretched hands. Receiving the gift of God. of hunger hands of faith hands lifted up to heaven reaching out to touch the glory may your hands touch the glory and may your eyes receive the glory may your hands reach into the cloud and may you experience his glory and his touch upon your life receive the Holy Spirit everywhere Receive the Holy Spirit everywhere. Receive the blessings of Jehovah. Sengeremando la sanda de Bekemane. Oh, yes. For there shall come many dreams. There shall come many visions that will guide my children, that will encourage my children, that will stabilize my sons and my daughters. On that narrow path that I have called them. For many times, it is not easy to walk upon the narrow path. There are many questions on the narrow path. Why am I on this narrow path? What am I doing on this narrow path? Is there not an easier way? Is there not a broader way? Is there not a wider gate? But says the Spirit of the Lord, I have given you visions and I shall give you dreams that shall help you on that narrow path. For you shall walk and not be weary. You shall run and you shall not faint. Because of the dreams and the visions that I shall pour out. I shall pour out into the hungry hearts. I shall pour into the thirsty souls. I shall anoint the eyes of the blind. And the eyes of the spiritually blind. And the darkness that we see shall be turned into light. For there shall come a new day of visions. A new day of prophets. A new day of prophecies. For I pour out my spirit as I poured it out at the beginning. I shall pour it out at the end. For the latter end shall be greater. 
greater greater I hear him say greater greater things greater things need greater visions greater things need greater dreams greater dreams are coming to my children for my children shall be released to do greater things and accomplish greater things I hear him saying greater 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 receive greater visions receive greater visions greater dreams greater revelations greater understanding blessed be the name of the Lord thank you thank you thank you just lay hands on your eyes father Balaam said of himself he whose eyes are open I pray that prayer that we may be called they whose eyes are opened Lord have mercy on our carnality have mercy on our faithlessness have mercy on our unbelief Lord but we have doubted every vision and every dream until there is no difference between us and an unbeliever have mercy on us we receive your dreams and we receive your visions and we thank you Lord as we walk in it in Jesus name Amen Hallelujah
in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a shout and a clap. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.